Welcome back to this week's program, Kingdom Insight. This is Dr. Kazumba Charles. This week I want to look at a very important topic, Jesus, the giver of life. Jesus, the giver of life. And to help me with this topic is uh, Pastor Joy Desmoni of David's Heart Ministry, the wife of uh, Pastor Days. Uh, you saw Pastor Days uh, uh, not too long ago in, on one of our programs when he gave his testimony. Uh, first of all, let me welcome my, my, my guest here. Pastor Days, welcome to this program. Thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on this program. I've known you guys for quite some time, such a passionate people of God, and it has been so wonderful for me and my wife to get to know you. Now, I want you to share, you're going to share on, a, on the testimony of what the Lord has done, how he gave you life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I grew up in a Christian home, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate. I, unlike um, my husband's testimony, mm -hmm. he grew up in an alcoholic home, but I grew up in a, in a home of where, you know, when the Bible says that before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Mm -hmm. That has become so real to me because the enemy had a plan, but God also had a plan. Amen. And I was very sheltered, fortunate. I was, um, my parents also struggled with um, alcohol. Mm -hmm. Uh, my birth parents, mm -hmm. and at about nine months of age, uh, my birth father had asked his best friend if um, he would keep me. And it started out as for a night, um, turned into a week, turned into a month, and anyway, they ended up raising me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my dad that raised me um, was a minister. He became a minister. And so I was very sheltered. I have siblings who weren't as fortunate as me. And so for 16 years, I was sheltered. God just really, you know, just had this, this protection around me. Mm -hmm. But of course, when I got to the age of 16, I wanted to see what was out there, mm -hmm. wanted to try and explore what the world had, wanted to rebel, mm -hmm. and um, even started having questions about who was I mm -hmm. because of being, you know, um, removed from my biological parents, or not removed, but but um, given mm -hmm. um, to somebody else. And so I started to struggle with who I was. Yes, identity crisis. Identity, I uh -huh. did. I could have had, I had three last names, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow. hey, you know, am I, am I, am I a Stevenson? Am mm -hmm. I an Atricote? Am I a Morissette? Mm -hmm. And so I started to begin to struggle with who I was. And, um, you know, so when I went into, started, you know, going into um, trying alcohol and the world, I was using um, that I didn't know who I was as an excuse, an excuse yes. to say, you know what, 
this is why I'm doing, I'm going in, going this way. Mm -hmm. But the truth was, I was just really going in because I was, everyone else was doing it. I, I didn't like it that my parents were Christians. I remember around the age of 15, 16, while everybody else was allowed to go to the dances, mm -hmm. um, it was one of the rules in my house that I wasn't allowed to go. Uh, you know, and there was just things that I thought were so unfair. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember at one point in my life wishing that I wasn't in a Christian home. Yeah. Because I couldn't do what everybody else was doing. Wow. And, um, but when I came to the age of about 17, um, what alcohol had brought was just a lot of pain mm -hmm. and shame. And then I was trying to blame. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just came to the point of, I think, by the age of 17, I was so broken. You know, everything that alcohol has to offer um, just strips you of your dignity, yes. strips you of, of, of um, you know, your self-worth. And so I was searching, and I was saying, I, I remember even saying, I can't serve this God. It's only for old people that don't want to have fun. Wow. I, I literally, wow. you know, convinced myself that it's for old people that just don't even want to have fun. They're, you know, it's only for the old <laughs> that are done, you know. And so I was really struggling. Yes. And um, get me into a church service, guaranteed the mm -hmm. power of God would hit me, oh. and I would repent, I would mm -hmm. cry. Mm -hmm. But come Friday, I would be back with my friends again. Mm -hmm. And, and I back would be to the, to the world. back to the world, wow. back to the party scene, back mm -hmm. to, you know, but come Sunday, mm -hmm. um, if, you know, my dad would say, you know, do you want to come to church? I got to the point of where I'd say, you know what, no, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. Because I knew if I got in the presence of God that the Lord would melt my heart mm -hmm. and then I'd be repenting again. It mm -hmm. was just a repetitive cycle. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point of where I had purposed in my heart um, just close to my 18th birthday, mm -hmm. that I can't do this God thing. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I just felt like I, I failed too mm -hmm. many times, and I thought, you know what, I, it's easier just to, to, to live in the world than mm -hmm. it is to serve God. To serve God, yeah. I didn't have a revelation of who God was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember serving God, not so much because my dad preached it. My dad was actually a man who just... Um, was a was a man of love and my mom was a mother who you know I'd be coming in after a weekend of being out with friends and and I remember this one particular time the last time mm -hmm. mom was just you know made me a meal and she said you know get some rest and and I remember just feeling God's love and just feeling like I was always disappointing them mm -hmm. feeling like you know I I just I just felt like a failure and um, I ended up just saying to the Lord, I can't do it. I just can't do it anymore. I um, had purposed, yeah, I'm going to be 18, and finally I'll be bar age. Um, sadly to say, I was getting into the bars at a young age, mm -hmm. um, could alter my appearance to mm -hmm. look a lot older. Yeah. And so I was getting into that lifestyle, um, hanging out with a lot of older people. Mm -hmm. And um, But I was so broken. I was so empty. I knew the truth, mm -hmm. but but had just made up my mind that I wasn't going to serve God. So you knew the truth, and mm -hmm. you just made up your mind, I wasn't going to serve the Lord. Correct. Now, if I may ask, before we, we, we flow here, did you feel like condemnation because you didn't live up to the Word of God? I think I did. I did um, to a certain point, but I can be honest and say it wasn't from family, mm -hmm. and it wasn't even from the people that, you know, the, the, the body of Christ, mm -hmm. I believe it was 
the more I isolated myself yes. and the more I stayed away mm -hmm. because every time I was around my family, my family just, the ones that were serving God, they loved me unconditionally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have an aunt who, who was just, uh, you know, just took me, mm -hmm. you know, under, just under her wing and loved me. Mm -hmm. But yes, I did feel condemnation and I, I knew it, you know, now I know it was the enemy that would bring that condemnation on me and saying, yeah, you're right. You'll probably never serve the Lord like your parents. You'll probably never serve the Lord, even like the young girls that you see at church. You're probably never going to do that. And so I believed that I would never do it and mm -hmm. would feel the condemnation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you, you made a very good point in the beginning. You said uh, the enemy had the plans for you mm -hmm. and God had the plans for you. Yes. When did you realize to see those pictures? I know we're going to get back to you telling us more when everything changed. But when did you see that? Because uh, it's a very difficult uh, thing to see that uh, here, I'm in this situation, the enemy's plans are always death. Right, right. And you say that it de deprives you of everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, God's or Jesus's, uh, you know, uh, uh, desire for us is totally different or the plans right, for it. Right. When did you realize I, I didn't, I, I realized it, um, like I said, I was waiting for my 18th birthday because mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to be legal bar age yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'll be able to get in legally. Yes. And little did I know that God had a plan mm -hmm. that I literally, as I look back and I see, you know, that I, I didn't come to the realization, honestly, mm -hmm. um, there was a, a time in my life of where my dad had actually asked me if I wanted to go to Bible school. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, I, like I said, Dad, I can't do this God thing. And he says, well, it's in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, well yeah, I'll go to Bible school <laughs> if it's in Hawaii. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sadly to say I had wrong motives, uh -huh. wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got there, mm -hmm. until I went into um, to take a discipleship training school. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got there, and I remember my first week being there, mm -hmm. and just being saturated in the love of God, surrounded by people that were just pouring into mm -hmm. me and, and reassuring me that God loved me. Mm -hmm. It was there. And this was actually, uh, my birthday was in September, so mm -hmm. this would have been the first week of October. October. Yeah. And um, was the very first time that I realized mm -hmm. that, hey, you know what, I, I actually feel loved. Mm -hmm. I actually don't feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And it was at that time that I realized that, you know, that God was actually for me. He wasn't against me. Wow. God was actually for me. He wasn't against you at that time. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that God, He's for us. He's yes. not against us. Yes. He's not out there to get us. That's He's not right. out there to kill us. That's he doesn't right. have uh, a spanking stick. That's right. trying to spank us yep. with his word. That's he hasn't right. given us his word yeah. as a spanking stick, mm -hmm. but this is like a manual for us to live mm -hmm. a life that he designed for us. Yes. Because otherwise the enemy has a plan, yep. a plan to destroy us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, you're getting me excited here. And I know our viewers are, and we'll be back uh, for the second segment here. But I want you to know, as you're watching this program, I want you to know that God has a plan for you. God created you for a purpose. He didn't create you to fail. He didn't create you to be anything other than a successful 
child or daughter of God. You may be looking at yourself condemned. To, you've condemned yourself. You don't want to be in, in church. You think like you don't measure up. Listen, yes, we don't measure up. It is God who makes us to measure up through his grace. As Pastor Joy shares this testimony, I want you to know God is about to do something different in your life. He's about to bring a new beginning for you. Stay tuned and we'll be back. You are watching again Kingdom Insight. Kingdom Inside. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. Once again, we are discussing a very important topic, Jesus, the giver of life. God sent Jesus to give us life. Satan wants to give us death. God, he has a purpose for our life. He has a purpose for your life. He has a purpose for me. I remember living in Africa uh, 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 in a troubled background, but the Lord had a different purpose for me. And in the studio today, it's such an honor to have uh, Pastor Joy uh, of David Hart's ministry share our testimony. Pastor Do Joy, welcome back again. And uh, we've been discussing about Jesus, the giver of life. Mm -hmm. He gave you life. Yes. Earlier, we were discussing, you realize at that time, mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't against you. He was for you. Yes. Take us forward now. I came to the, the point in my life of where I, I had served God. I, w I tried to serve God previously because I didn't want to go to hell. Good reason to serve mm -hmm. God. Yes. But that was my motivation was uh -huh. I don't want to go to hell. You want to go to heaven. I want to go place. to heaven. Every, you know, everyone wants the, the, you know, yes. the, the, the good and not the bad. And, yes. and so throughout my teen years, that was my motivation mm -hmm. to serve God. And a lot of times I, you know, 
not that my parents, but, but I think I just grasped on to that when I would hear it in church, oh, I don't want to go to hell. Uh -huh. And I always say to people, good reason to serve God. Nobody uh -huh. wants to, to, to go there. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't created for us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that God had destined or planned for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so I ended up, you know, coming to a place in my, my life of just saying, I can't do this, God. I can't, I can't do it. So you know what? I might as well just live the way of the world mm -hmm. and just continue on because it seemed easier. Yeah. And um, when I had, my parents had said to me that they were going to uh, send, asked if I wanted to go to Bible college. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not interested at all. Um, but like I said, you know, they said it was in Hawaii. And mm -hmm. I was like, sure, I'll go to Bible school. You know, um, wrong motives. But, you know, make a long story short, when I got on the plane, mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, we were landing in, um, uh, sorry, in Honolulu, mm -hmm. and the, the pilot, you know, had told us, um, be prepared for a rough landing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, it can't be that bad. This was actually my first time flying that mm -hmm. far. And anyway, when we ended up hitting the, the runway, mm -hmm. we hit so hard that the oxygen masks came out, came the up. luggage on top came mm -hmm. out. And I tell you, because I had rehearsed the sinner's mm. prayer a yeah. hundred times or more, uh -huh. I knew how to repent. And yes. I, I begin to say, God, <laughs> forgive me. You know, again, doing mm. it out of fear because mm. I didn't, I didn't want to die, yeah. you know, not knowing that my heart wasn't, you know, right, right before place. God. And yes. anyway, we always laugh at that because mm. it was like, you know, God has a sense of humor. Yes. And um, I got there. And within the first week, uh, my leadership just poured into me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they poured into me was that, you know, God is for you. He mm -hmm. is not against you. Yes. Amen. And um, that was so embedded in me in the mm -hmm. six months that I was there mm -hmm. that it was in that first week that I come to know who Christ was mm -hmm. in a personal way. Yes. And I remember um, before we had boarded the plane, I was smoking. I was still smoking. I think I was the only one in that school that was just fresh out of the world, if yes. you want to say. <laughs> and so I was still smoking, and I just had a really tough, rough exterior, and nobody was going to get through to me. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day just realizing that I didn't have the desire to smoke anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was there that I started to recognize that God was doing a work within me. A work me. within you. I wasn't trying. Because you didn't try to quit I smoking. I didn't try, you just no. Drop. It, nobody came, preached to you, a no, bigger message. Nobody. It just went, and God at that time was doing transformative yes, yeah. work in you. Yes, and I wow. think I just got to the point of where when I surrendered and said, God, I can't, mm -hmm. that's when I realized that God was saying, well, I can. Amen. And I seen God turn me around and deliver me and set me free from the bondage of alcohol, mm -hmm. cigarette smoking, mm -hmm. and the spirit of lust, mm -hmm. because relationships were something that mm -hmm. I got myself worth, worth from. Uh -huh. And when I came to know Christ, um, Christ just became to, to reveal himself in, to me in such a way that, um, you know, this God thing was now something that I was, I was serving him because I loved him. Amen. I was serving him because I knew he was for me. He wasn't against me. Mm -hmm. I was serving him because um, I, I realized and I recognized, hey, there, there's a plan mm -hmm. and, and God has a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And so as life went on, I ended up staying in missions for about two years. two years and I gave up the right if you want to say I wanted to come home to my family but I was challenged by my leadership to say you know will you follow God even if it's at the cost of wanting to go home to the comforts of home and I stayed away for two years and just 
you know, just saturated myself with, with, with God's love. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, um, back to Canada, that's when I knew I was ready to come back and I was ready to share the love of God mm -hmm. with my friends, with, with people that knew me before I had left. Mm -hmm. And they had seen the transformation. Amen. They had seen what God had done. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I'm, that's my heart, that's my passion, mm -hmm. you know, is to be able to tell people that, you know, that, that God is for you, He's Amen. not against you. Because that's a very uh, uh, difficult part with everybody. Yes. Uh, I see people all over where mm -hmm. we preach, we preach in so many countries around the world. Right. And um, many emails mm -hmm. come our way. Mm -hmm. People, they feel condemned. People, they feel yep. they are lost and God is there to, to, to just kill them. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned giving up things based on going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And again, we struggle because once we do that, right. we find that we haven't learned how to develop a relationship with God mm -hmm. because uh, following after Jesus is a relationship yes. thing. Yes. So tell us about how we can strengthen that relationship. I know there are people watching all over the reserves. Mm -hmm. There are people watching all over Saskatchewan here mm -hmm. and all over Canada as well. Who would love to know, how do I develop now that relationship? How did you develop yours? Mm -hmm. Knowing that God is for me, not against me. He's mm -hmm. not there to get me mm -hmm. or to kill me, but mm -hmm. to give me a future and a hope and a life. How do we do that? The way that I, I believe that you know, that I done it was just getting into God's Word Amen. and finding out what His Word said about me and about my situation. And the thing I love about God's Word is that it doesn't matter what the situation is, it will touch any area of our life. Mm -hmm. If I was struggling with low self-esteem, if I was struggling with, um, you know, fear, if I was struggling even with condemnation, mm -hmm. You know, I would go to the Word, and I, you know, in the back of a Bible, you know, when you're new at the Bible, you, you're like, well, where do I start? Well, yes. in the back, there, you know, it'll say, you can, if you're struggling with condemnation, then it'll give you the Scripture. And I think that's one of the keys that I've done. I'd go to the Word, and I would also surround myself with people that I, I knew wanted to see me fulfill my God-given destiny, and people that were for me, and... Um, you know, I, I would set myself in environments. I remember um, I come from a First Nation Reserve as well, and um, it's very common within, if you want to say, the Christian community mm -hmm. to have camp meetings. Mm -hmm. And I was, I came back from missions, and I was probably just going to turn 20, and I would go to these camp meetings. And I remember one elder saying to me, um, I always see this young lady in church. Mm -hmm. I always see her here, and, and she's the only young person here. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize it until he brought that to my attention. I was like, oh, right, yeah, there is a lot of elderly people here, older people than I was. But I situated myself, honestly, mm -hmm. amongst um, you know people that were wise, people mm -hmm. that were going to build me up. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a place that I felt safe. Mm -hmm. And there was times I walked alone. Mm -hmm. There was times I would lay in my little bachelor suite in Regina, Saskatchewan and, and say, God, I, I want friends. Mm -hmm. And even trying to go back and hang out with the old friends, but God would always put a protection upon Amen. me of where he would draw me back to himself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of alone times and just crying out to God and saying, God, 
you know what, you're my friend. Mm -hmm. God, you, you are, you know, you are my closest friend. Amen. And he would fill that void. He would fill that loneliness. Mm -hmm. And so for about two years, I walked um, just surrounding myself with elders, surrounding mm -hmm. myself within the Christian community. Mm -hmm. And um, I seen God bless me for that. Amen. I wasn't seeking after. It was just something that I felt, you know what, I, I'm going to these places and I'd hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, I would get encouragement by, by the, the elders in the church. And it was maybe two years later because I had also given up the right of just, you know, saying, God, relationships, I just put them on the back burner and I just want a relationship with you, God. I just want to know what you think towards me. And when I found out that his thoughts towards me were good thoughts and that he had a, he had a future for me and that he delighted in me, I think that's one thing. One day I blew it and I was just, you know, feeling like a failure again. I didn't go back to my old lifestyle, but, you know, I, I just kind of blew it with, you know, just my attitude and whatnot. And I felt like a failure. And I remember, you know, just, you know, coming across in the Word of God in Zephaniah where it says, God delights in us. Amen. And I said, really, God, you delight in me? Mm -hmm. And it was at that time God gave me a revelation mm -hmm. of, you know, that um, He created me for His glory, so mm -hmm. why wouldn't He delight in me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times He doesn't delight in our choices, mm -hmm. our decisions, mm -hmm. the way we respond, the way we react, but He's a big God and He can handle it. Amen. And so I, like I came that. to the place of where I, like I said, that. I, I've embedded it in my mind and in yes. my spirit and my soul mm. that God delights in me. God and He delights. is for me, not against me. God delights in you. He is for you and is not against yes. you. Hey, God is a big God. He can handle it. He can handle every mistakes that you've made. He can forgive. He can cleanse you. He can wash you. In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, we are told the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is a reference to the devil. He's a thief. He just wants to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I come that you may have life and have it in abundance. What is your struggle? What is the difficulties that you are facing? Turn to God. Turn to Jesus Christ. He's going to give you a new beginning. He's going to cleanse you, to wash you, and to bring you a hope that is going to transform your life. Wherever you are, my prayer is that may the Lord transform you, change you, give you comfort, and bring life to you. Don't live in condemnation. Tend to Jesus Christ. He is there for you. He is there for us. May the Lord bless you and thank you for watching this program. Until then, Shalom, Shalom. God bless you. You have been watching Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. My prayer and hope for you today is that you have grasped everything that you can from the speakers that have poured into your life today. I want to promote Dr. Kazumba Charles' new book. It's called Discovering the Power of God in You. He is an amazing man with an amazing spiritual insight into the power of God. I pray that you pick up this book and that it impacts your life. Thank you for watching.